Hosea chapter 14, verse number 9, and it reads as follows. Who is wise, and he shall understand these things? Prudent, and he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the just shall walk in them. But the transgressors shall fall therein. Let's pray before we get started today. Dear God, thank you for this time we have to gather here together and to uh, worship you, to honor and glorify you through our, uh, you know, our, our, our congregation here, that we have a congregation that is strong, dedicated to you, to learning your word, to living your word, to spreading your word. God, be with us now as I try to speak your word and try to, uh, you know, try to share the lessons of your word. And pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. So if you have your smartphone, you want to load up page number, I'm going to wait one second here. We got it. The page number will be loaded on the screen. Meanwhile, you guys know, if you were here week, two weeks ago, right? We finished up our study of the book of Hosea in Sunday school. And I know this too, though. I know a lot of you guys, you miss out on the Sunday school, right? You're busy. You're teaching Chinese school. You're teaching other Sunday schools. You were sick. Whatever the reason, sometimes you can't make it. So usually, as you know what I do when I finish up a series, a book, I do, I do a recap so that everybody has a chance to hear it. So even if you haven't heard the message before, you've missed out on a lot of it, you're in and out, you get to hear the main points, right? So today we're going to go over the main points of Hosea before we finish up and be done with it, right? So that's what we're going to do today. And hopefully you guys can see it on the screen, right? It is, oh, the code, please go to www.menti.com and use the code 119603. There you go, haha. So a lot of people miss it. We wanna make sure that you guys get it because Sometimes it just feels like, I don't know, I'm speaking to people. Do people listen? Do people care? Ah, at the very least, I can do this recap and you can get some of the ideas, right? So if you didn't learn anything, at least you'll learn whatever you learned today. So it doesn't feel like the past year and a half we've been studying this has been all a waste, right? We don't want to waste our time studying this. The idea of studying the Bible is to actually learn something, right? We're going to learn and increase our knowledge. If you remember, when we studied Hosea from the very beginning, we started our study of the minor prophets. He was one of the minor prophets. And we what we said about the minor prophets was this, is that they were not minor in any way. The only reason they're called that is because of their brevity. It's because their message wasn't long. But their message is just as important. And we studied it in detail because it was so important. And we'll see once again how it is relevant to us today. A lot of times people have this allergic reaction when they hear the minor prophets. It's like, oh boy, their names are so hard to pronounce. What is Zephaniah? What is Haggai? What is Obadiah? What is Hosea? I don't know. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to learn about it. Give me something that sounds more familiar, like a Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But the message here is just as significant, is just as major, is just as important. And we looked through all these lessons and we saw how the message is applicable, not just to the people back then, but to us today. The prophecy extends to everyone. 
all the people that lived before and all the people that live today. He lived back, you know, around 800 BC. He lived back then in the olden days, right? Before Israel is conquered, setting out his warning, setting out his prophecy. But all those situations are so similar to what we have today. All those situations are so applicable. How so? We read it right in this verse that we started off with, right? Who is wise? He shall understand these things, right? If you're wise, you ought to know this book. You ought to know Hosea, right? All scripture, all scripture is from God, right? All scripture is profitable. That's what the Bible tells us, right? And this scripture is just as profitable as any other book of the Bible with those lessons. Remember when we studied it, we broke it down into two parts. The first part was a story, the story of Hosea's life and his family. That was chapters 1 to 3. The second part was his prophecy to Israel, the message of God, the warnings of God, the lessons of God. That was chapters 4 to 14. We covered all 14 of these chapters in painstaking detail, right? Week after week, looking at it. So right now, here is a challenge. Challenge is, did you guys listen to a single word I said over the past year and a half? Now, if you remember in the old days, when we finish up Sunday school, the really old days, probably you guys in college have never remembered this, but you older people know this. You guys know that when Nathan used to finish up his Sunday school, what would he do? He would actually have a test. Right? And some of you old guys remember this, right? A literal test. You would have pen and paper, and he would test us on the same book that he'd been speaking on for the past two years or whatever, right? To see if you guys actually remembered a single thing he said, right? And he would actually grade, collect the papers and grade the tests and all that. And we would see who did the best score and all that stuff. Now, of course, you know, in this day and age, I don't want to give you guys a paper and pen and make you do tests and, and you know, uh, evaluate all these things. But I will have today a quiz for you on your smartphone, if you have your smartphone, that you can do anonymously. So that, anonymously if you want, but you should type in your name because I will say this, I will reward whoever scores the highest with a great prize, right? A great prize. One that I found in my garage as I was leaving the house this morning. So you will get a great prize if you get it right. But I also want to see who I can congratulate as the one person who actually listens to all the stuff I say when I ramble on and on. Because sometimes it feels like no one's paying attention, right? So today, we will have for you, as a means of review, our fabulous Hosea review quiz. And it's all multiple choice. So all you gotta do is press the button on your phone and we'll see if you guys get it right. Oh, waiting for players. How many people are playing here? And we gotta wait for you to type in your name and stuff. All right, and we'll wait a little bit. We've got 20 participants. How many of our participation is optional, but obviously I want to see people to see if you guys actually know this stuff, right? Hopefully, hopefully. All right. We loaded up here, 22, 23, 24. Any more people? How many more participants are we got? Okay, 24. All right, we've got 24 participants. Oh, they have 25. Oh, yeah, they have new emojis now. Before, they used to only have thumbs up and the heart now, right? They have more different emojis for you to pick from. All right, you guys ready? 
Let's start question one and see if you guys know the answer. It's also be on your screen, right? So you don't have to see the, you don't have to see the, the screen. Only. God commanded Hosea to take a wife. What was her name? All right. I'm glad no one picked option D, because then I would have known I did a really bad job of teaching if that's what you thought the answer was, right? The answer was B, B Gomer. Who's our, who's our leader right now? Brian. The leader right now is the doctor. The doctor's in first place so far. All right, let's do question two. All right, question two says this. What sin had Gomer committed? Look at your phone for the choices. All right, the answer was C, whoredom, right? That's right, not D, again, not assault with a deadly weapon. I'm glad no one picked that one, right? I don't know if they had that, that crime back then in the days of uh, Israel, right? All right, let's see the leaderboard. So who is in place after two rounds? The new leader is... The doctor is still in first place. Samson, second place. All right. Third question, please. The third question is, uh, who does Gomer represent? All right. Let's see the answers here. All right. The answer was, oh, only this one most of you guys got wrong. The answer is D, all of the above. Gomer represents in the story. So let's talk about this for a second. Well, let, oh, we get the scores first, I guess. All right, updated scoring. The doctor is still in first place, still followed by Samson. Let's talk about this for a second to explain. So a lot of you guys got this one wrong. Majority got this one wrong. Gomer represents both Israel and uh, all of us and sinners. Why is that? Well, here's what Hosea was like, okay? Hosea was so faithful that when God commanded him to take a wife that was a whore, right, that was a prostitute, he did it. Why did God want him to do that? That was such a weird thing. Why does God want him to take his wife that's a whore or a prostitute? Because God wanted Hosea to understand how he felt. So that when he wrote the message, he would have an understanding of, oh, this is what God is talking about. Remember, Israel had fallen into sin. What kind of sin? Idolatry. They had basically turned to a different God. They were supposed to follow God. They were God's children. They knew all about God. They didn't follow God. They followed idols. It's as if... You were like a husband and a wife, and the wife was unfaithful. They turned their faithfulness to someone else. That's the way Hosea felt, right? Imagine, you have a wife, the wife cheats on you, runs off, does other, goes to other men. That's how God felt. That's how God feels even today, when we turn away from him. In the same way, Israel turned away from God. Israel sinned. Israel followed the idols. When we today turn away from him, that same type of feeling applies. God has that same feeling that, oh, it's as if you're cheating on me. And that's why God gave Hosea this message in this way, that he made him go through the struggle 
it's to experience it so that when he shared that message, he would have a true understanding. He really knows what God's talking about when he's saying, hey, you sinners, hey, you Israel, hey, you everyone listening, this is what you got to hear about. This is what you got to know. Let's go on the quiz now and see what you got to know. Question number four, please. Does God have Hosea name his son Jezreel? Which word is the closest to the meaning of Jezreel in English? See if you remember. Oh, you guys remember this, right? I made a, if you remember, I made a big deal out of these names, right? There are three names. So that Jezreel means scattered. Let's do the second name. See if you remember. The second name was, oh, we get the leaderboard first. Leaderboard. The new leader is, oh, it's close now between, oh, Samson is the new leader now. All right. Next question, please. Next name was, is, uh, Lo Ruhama. Okay, which answer is closest to the name of that name? The daughter is named Lo Rama. What name is closest to that out of the choices here? All right. You guys actually remember this. There's no mercy. Majority got that right. All right. Let's do the third question after we see the scoreboard here. Scoreboard. Do we have a new leader? No, it's close. Samson is now opening the lead. All right. Third name was Lo Am I, right? Low am I. Which answer below is closest to the meaning of the word low am I? All right. Not my feet. Well, overwhelmingly right. This is an easy one, I guess, right? All right. We'll see the scores, and we'll talk about these names for a second. The new, we have a new, do we have a new leader? Leader is still Samson. Eugene's memory, second place. All right, let's go talk about these names. I talked about these names for several weeks, right? I'm glad you actually remembered it. Remember, these names symbolize the entire message of the book, right? It talks about what happened to Israel. Israel's sin, right? So the family represents, the family represents the story of what happened to Israel. Israel is like Gomer. They sinned. What was the result? They wound up like Jezreel. They got scattered. From history, we know that Israel got spread out everywhere, Right? What happened? Why did they get scattered? Because God didn't have any mercy on them. They were God's children. He still had no mercy because he, they sinned. How much so did he not have mercy? He said, what about them? He said, you are not my people. Not my people. Right? What happened? They got conquered. That's how much not their people were. They got conquered by foreign nations. They came in and took over all their lands. Right? How much more so can we be than that? So that is representative of what happened to Israel. Right? They sinned, right? They got scattered. They were not in that mercy. And they were not God's people. All right. Let's move into the last questions about his family. Right here. Next question. Question number seven. After Gomer runs away, in the end, what does Jose wound up doing? All right. Buys her back. That's the correct answer. All right? And let's go to the last question in this set about Gomer, which is the last question. What is the instruction? What's Hosea's instruction to Gomer after she comes back? Everyone has voted. Answer, yes. Majority got it correct. 
don't be a harlot. So you see, to, at the end of the story, we have this, the story is a story of redemption. Remember, this mirrors God. Even though they were not their people, they ran away, they sinned, they did all that stuff. In the end, Hosea brought her back. In the end, even though we sinned and we did all that bad stuff, God buys us back. He paid a price for us. What was his price? His price was his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross for us that we could be saved from our sins. After being saved, what's God's expectation of us? The same one that he had for Hosea, right? Don't be a harlot anymore, right? Don't sin anymore, right? That we ought to, after we have that redemption, we learn our lesson, right? To be faithful, to turn away from our old wrongful ways. All right, let's go on to the next part when we start chapter 4. In chapter 4, we start seeing the reasons why Hosea, Hosea lays out for Israel's downfall. What's the main problem? Let's see the next question, which is, what is the main problem that they had according to chapter 4? All right, one person said they listened to rock music. No, they did not have rock music back then in the days of Israel. The answer, the answer actually was the one that you guys picked the second least in Hosea 4, chapter, chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Next one. The next one says this. Next question is this. What animals does God use to illustrate his coming judgment? The majority of people said sheep and lamb. Wrong! Moth and lion. Oh, bad, bad, bad. All right, let's see the last, next one. Hosea says Israel will reap what based on what they sowed? answer was the answer that no one picked oh i did a bad job of teaching this is the lesson i did a bad job well, let's stop and talk for the oh, let's show the leaderboard first before i start and talk about it and explain why the answer was what the answer is the leaderboard is uh eugene is number one now right now okay so so yeah the uh the problem with israel was this the problem with Israel is that they lacked knowledge, more so that they didn't care about knowledge. They knew, they ought to know, right? They were God's children. They ought to know everything about the Bible and what God said. But instead, they ignored it. They wanted to follow their own ways. They followed their own path, their own idols, right? And so God sent them a punishment. We studied in Hosea chapters 4 to, 4, 4 to, 4 to 11 or so, the progression. He laid out the, the, the accusation, the coming judgment, Right, the reasons for the judgment and Israel's refusal to repent and the result of how bad God's judgment was. The judgment was first something small, right? That ate away at them, like a moth, right? That's where the moth comes in, right? Like a moth slowly eating away at, at Israel. But then they were still so bad that God had to send the big judgment. That was like a lion that ate up their land, right? That took over their land. God set out this very simple principle. 
of you reap what you sow, right? You reap what you sow. And the quote that he used is that you have sown the wind, so you will reap what? The whirlwind. You sown the wind, you'll reap the whirlwind. That's Hosea chapter 8, verse 7. So I all got that wrong. I feel bad that you guys didn't remember that. All right. Let's go into uh, the next questions. The next questions. It says, uh, who did Israel turn to when facing adversity? All right. The answer was, they turned to other countries. Again, this is the lowest number. Oh, I'm doing a bad job of teaching here. This tells me. They said, if you, they turned to Egypt and Assyria. They said, oh, maybe these people can help us, right? Samson back in first place. All right, next question. How does Hosea describe the heart of the people of Israel? Everyone has voted. Answer divided, yes! Finally, you guys got one right. Okay, good, yes. So yes, they had fallen to idolatry. Remember, that's why they turned to other people. Isn't that consistent with being idolaters, right? That, oh, we've gone to other people and they're other idols, right? That's why that was the answer. Their heart was divided. They still said, oh, I'm God's children. They thought I'm part of God, right? But in reality, because they weren't living out that life, they are really of all these other things. Remember, when we talk about idolatry, compared to then and now. The idolatry is just basically the uplifting of something of man, right? Just like today, we still have idols today, even though we would say we don't worship these little statues or whatever that they did back then. When we elevate the creation of man above God, we lift up whatever it is of earthly thing that puts in a more important place than God. Well, that's what it comes. It comes like an idol. Melvin talks about stuff like this all the time, right? Where he says, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with, say, for example, Star Wars, right? Like, oh, but you know, there's some people who are so crazy about Star Wars that on the census, they list their religion as Jedi, right? And they memorize the script of Star Wars and quote all the things. Well, to them, it's basically become their idol, right? And it made it such a big deal. They know more words from Star Wars than they know about the Bible. In that case, it becomes their idol. So in the same way that they had idols back then, that they lifted up high enough, we have to avoid the idols today. Have not have our heart divided. Where do we care more about Star Wars or whatever? Or do we care more about God? We're going to be able to say we care more about God. All right, let's go on to the next question. When Israel was a child, God called his son from where? So I made a big deal about this when we talked about this. Which country? The country was, country was Egypt, not Jerusalem. Remember, we talked about this around Christmas time. Remember around Christmas, you, you remember where Jesus went, right? Jesus went to Egypt. This is actually a prophecy in Hosea, right? That Jesus just prophesies about in Hosea. All right, let's do the next question. It says, what does God say he will do if Israel will turn to the Lord? What will he do? Which of these choices is the answer? Answer is, oh, you guys all have different, this is pretty close. Good guesses. Answer is A, heal their backsliding. 
right? He called out his son from Egypt. He heals our backsliding. This is symbolic of what God does for us when we turn back to him. If we turn back to him, he will heal us. There's nothing we do, do. We do. We don't heal ourselves. It's Jesus that saves us, right? He was telling those people back then, it was as simple as turning back to me. Come back to me. Call out to me. I will heal you. I will make it right. He calls out to us today. All the stuff that we did wrong. We sinned. We did something wrong. God will heal us from that sin. He will save us from that sin. How? Through that child he called out of Egypt. Through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ our Lord. All right. Last question. Hopefully you guys all know the answer to this one. I've said it a million times. When I gave you the summary of this book of Hosea, what is the word or words I used, right? What's the big theme? The theme, as I've said a million times, if you pull down the one word of Hosea, is repent. Let's not show the winner yet, all right? Let's not show the winner yet. Well, create, build up some drama here, all right? <laughs> repent. Remember, I try to give the one sentence or one word summary. This whole book of Hosea is about repenting from your sins. It's about, hey, you guys did wrong. Turn back to God. Turn back to God. All right. Drum roll, please. Who is the winner? Who is the one that I have to... Uh, hey, where's the winners? Run. <laughs> show the winner, please. We need to show the winner. The winner. Of our, of our test, our exam, is in Eugene's memory. Who is in Eugene? Right. Who, do you want to admit who you are? Eugene's memory. Ben Lee. All right. All right. Ben, come on up. I want to present to you this fabulous certificate of recognition that proves that you are our resident expert on the book of Hosea. You also are my favorite person because you actually listen to my messages. And as promised, what I found in my garage this before I left the house today, this fabulous favor from Samantha's birthday party. There's a water bottle, a thing to hold your sandwiches, and a, a, a snack. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Let's wrap this up before we end it up. So I hope you guys had fun. Hope you guys remembered something about Hosea, right? General summing up the key points are this. Hosea is a relevant book. Why is it? Because it applies to us today. And the message is so consistent with everything else we see in the Bible. First, we see this. We see the shame of sin. The shame of sin is worse than uh, a cheating wife, right? We've all done it. We've all done something bad in our life. Have we not? We're all deserving of punishment. We're all deserving of punishment because of the sin we have in our lives. Whatever it is you've done in your life, all the lying, stealing, cheating, whatever it is, we all sin. We all deserve punishment. Israel got punishment for their sin. Their country got taken over. We have a sin today. We have a punishment today. Our sin is we go to the lake of fire when we die, right? But what? That's because that's what the fruit of black, black, the fruit of backsliding is. The fruit it says in the Bible, the wages of sin is death. 
We all die, we all go to hell because of all the bad stuff that we did, right? That was the message back then, too. The message back then, here's all the punishment. You guys did all this bad stuff, here's the punishment. But what saves us? The love of God, right? Does not say in Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loved his people. Even though he sent all that punishment to them, he, even then, he told them, there's a way out. There's a path to repentance. Now, of course, Israel was dumb. They didn't take that path. Are we dumb today? God also gave us a path to save us from all of our sins. The path is through Jesus. Are we smarter than Israel? Are we going to learn the lesson of this book? Are we going to accept Jesus as our Savior? I sure hope so. He made it very simple. The conditions of restoration are exactly the same as it was back in Hosea's day. We read in Hosea chapter, four, chapter, chapter, uh, chapter 14, verse 2. He made it really simple. It says, take with your words, turn to the Lord and say to them, take away all iniquity. It's as simple as turning to God and saying, take away my sins. Isn't that what it says in Romans 10, 13? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is so consistent. It is right in line. It is a message for all of us. That's why God says, if we're wise, we know this book. If you're wise, you know that we ought to turn away from sin. You know that we need Jesus to save us from our sins. The Jesus of today, the Jesus of yesterday, the Jesus of tomorrow, from Hosea till now till forever. We want Jesus to be our Savior from our sins. Let's end off with a word of prayer. This is, dear God, the book of Hosea is wonderful. has messages that's applicable even from way back then to now. It gives us this reminder that just by calling out to you, you can heal our backsliding, heal all of our sins. Lord, maybe there's someone here in this audience right now that hasn't done that yet, that hasn't called out to you and said, God, take away my sins. Have Jesus take away my sins. You know, if there's someone in that audience right now that hasn't done that, I'm going to invite you right now to call out to Jesus to get his repentance, to get his salvation, to know that you can avoid the punishment of the lake of fire, to avoid the punishment forever. Instead, celebrate everlasting life in heaven. All you have to do is repeat this simple prayer from your heart right now. Here it goes. It goes like this. Dear God, please look in my heart. I know I've sinned. I know I've done wrong, just like Israel did way back when. God, I'm asking you right now to take my sins and place them on Jesus I believe that Jesus can save me from my sins. I believe Jesus, your son, is my savior. God, look in my heart and please know, I really want Jesus to save me from all of my sins. And I really want to thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if you pray that prayer right now, you know from God's word, the Bible, that you have that same repentance that we talked about in the book of Hosea.